Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Sean Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp16.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, which I did on Tuesday. Okay, let's start with uh, Saturday's UFC show. There were two events matches on the show. Um, video for uh, both of these fights is up on my blog. And we'll start with Mackenzie um, um, Dern winning over Jandaroba by unanimous decision. This fight was at strawweight. And uh, big news here is this was Mackenzie's first full camp training with Jason Perillo at King's Road in Rio Beach, California. And Jason Perillo's most uh, prominent student is Chris Cyborg. Okay. So his job is to improve Mackenzie's striking, right? Um, yes. Verna is from Brazil. She's a former Invicta champ. Now, both fighters are BJJ black belts, and they're also former BJJ world champs. So we joked last week about how, how this fight was probably going to be a kickboxing match, and that's pretty much what it was, right? There was very little on the ground. Um, I think um, uh, Jason Perillo has helped her already, helped the case already. Uh, she's looking a lot better, but she's got work to do, okay? But uh, she pretty clearly won this fight. I thought she, round, she won round one. Uh, Verna probably won round two. She broke uh, McKenzie's nose with uh, a knee. And, of course, McKenzie could have crapped out. But instead, she came back in round three, and she won pretty decisively, I thought. Um, you know, uh, I just thought a lot of times when, um, uh, though, though Verna has very good takedown defense, like McKenzie could take down, um, when she was uh, striking, uh, Verna, Verna had, had those during headlights, okay? Because McKenzie throws pretty hard, Okay. But she needs to be more controlled in the way she throws strikes. Okay. Yeah. Um. The the good thing, the thing that um Perilla is really good at. He, he's good with he's good working a certain type of fighter. Rafael dos Anjos, a very physical, very durable, fairly explosive and strong fighter. Um. I forgot the lighter weight fighter he had is the Hawaiian girl. She 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 like lost all her fights in the UFC. I can't remember her name is, but. That was another really physically gifted fighter. And then in the case of Cyborg, a big, strong, physically imposing fighter. So he has experience in training durable, ex physically gifted fighters who've, been, who've relied on aggression and volume. To Were you talking about Kaylin Curran? Yeah, there you go. She's another person relied on volume and athleticism and, and, and power to kind of get by. But Her problem is she was a space cadet. Yeah, but you, you, you see the improvements in him, and that's that's what he does. He he tries to get them to the point where they start maximizing their tools instead of just relying on them exclusively. And even though he, he has she hasn't been with Perillo for an extensive period of time, you see little adjustments. You see her actually using a jab. You see her trying to to edge her way into range instead of instead of bull rushing and swinging wildly. And when you see her um, when she gets in, she's wind, still doing she's still doing that. And if you'll notice, he was yelling at her. Keep well, your eyes open. She, she, she has a bad habit of closing her eyes when she throws shots. Well, that's the thing. It, that's why I said it's a small adjustment. She's still doing it. You're not going to fix all that stuff overnight. 
Yeah. I know the person who's trained people, but you see little adjustments. Before, she didn't have a jab. Now she's consistently using it. She used it a little bit to enter the range and set up her punches. She used a little bit of a jab on when she exited out, so that's why she wasn't getting countered as much. The, the Mackenzie Dern from a year ago, hell, the Mackenzie Dern from like maybe even nine months ago wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, you still see well, her. The, this, this is why I'm mentioning it's her, it's her first campus thing. You know the story of how they left, uh, how she left Black House, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, her husband got into a fight with the coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard of it. That was truly ridiculous. But, um, you know, it, I like Perillo because Perillo, he has a really good – he understands the MMA game and he understands how to tailor – he understands to tailor a strategy and, a, and techniques that will allow you to transition whatever he's showing you striking into the MMA game. And sometimes people just pick up boxing and kickboxing and wrestling and grappling independently, which is fine for the skill set but you have to be able to have someone with the context to apply it to the overall game plan of mixed martial arts. So I saw improvement from her. One of the things she did ha- have on her favor is the fact she is a better athlete. She's more explosive. I think she's physically stronger and she's faster. And that made up for any of the areas where she was still making those mistakes. Cause John DeRubble was better than I thought. She was a little bit tougher than I thought, but she couldn't handle the power and the physical strength of Dern. When Dern hit her, it, it produced a noticeable di- reaction than when John DeRubble hit her. That, that's what I thought was the difference was going to be. Bigger, stronger, better athlete. Neither one of them are great strikers, but the bigger, stronger athlete was able to do more work. What I would like to see is Mackenzie Dern, once she gets her striking a little bit better, to start working on her wrestling because with her grappling skills, she should be able to force a fight to the ground, and she still isn't able to. She's just so terrible at getting the fight to where she wants it to be. With all her physical tools, she, she shouldn't be this bad at wrestling. Well, and that's, you know, like I said, she's a work in progress. And I think Perillo uh, has done really well with her so far. And I expect that to continue. And honestly, Schwan, he could turn her into an elite fighter. Yeah. But that's, when you say work in progress, she's a work in progress now. I, I hate to say this because it, it's, it's kind of insulting to her. But I really believe early in her career, she wasn't working hard at all. I think she was getting by on physical talent and her grappling. Oh, I don't no think question was, about that. She, she wasn't no working on her skill set. That. Yeah, there's no question about that. And, and they didn't really, you know, she wasn't taking it that seriously. Like, they were having the trouble. When she was at MMA Lab, they were having trouble getting her to come to the gym, for God's sake. And that's why she left. So she's finally with a guy who knows what the hell he's doing. He's great in the corner. Holy well, but, mackerel. But, but he doesn't of, yell of, at her. Part of being a trainer, though, it's like, and I know from working with fighters, working with basketball players, you can still be a good trainer, but not every trainer fits everybody. Some people need to be yelled at. Some people need to be talked to. Some people need you to let them ex- express. And some people need to be stuck to a strict game plan. MMA Lab just didn't fit her. I, I'm guessing she went there out of comfort or familiar or because it was close. I don't know why she went there. She's from the yeah, She's from Phoenix. That's why. Okay. Well, then they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get the best out of her. And now she's with somebody who can't. I'm not going to say they're a terrible camp because they produce some good fighters. No, they do. But but obviously there there wasn't the connection, and once there's not a connection, they can't buy into what you want to be. The one thing I will say is Perillo is a better striking instructor than anybody they have there, as far as getting the best out of no fighters. No kidding. So in that regard, I commend her for doing this because, to be quite honest, in her first five fights in the UFC, I don't even remember her using a jab. So the fact that she's actually using a jab and trying to trying to walk into range instead of run into it, those are like two huge improvements, right? If she would have had those two weapons against Revis, she still would have lost but it wouldn't have been as embarrassingly one-sided because she would have been running into throws. You know, they may end up seeing each other again. 
Yeah, yeah, but if she keeps going to this track, it might be an actually competitive fight. That's what I'm saying. That's right. I, I just like the I just like the progress that he made. He did a great job. Okay. As for Verna, she's just not a USC caliber fighter, Sean. And, yeah, and the problem she, is the problem is she's one of these fighters from Brazil. She trains at her hometown gym. She's not leaving there because she lives there. And I just don't think they can do many uh, much more with her. Okay, she's just not going to. Well, that's that's the thing about it. But she's 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 not a UFC level fighter. But just the thing about it is, there's so many suspect athletes, and there's so many girls who don't have any experience. There, she can find ways to get wins. And she's, if nothing else, she's a far. She's a UFC grappler level. She just can't. She's just not good enough to get to the spot she needs to against better yeah. athletes. But I feel against some of the lesser athletes or the girls that are going to be bringing into the UFC from Dana White Contender Series, she'll be able to get wins. I, I don't know that she ever turns the corner being a legitimate contender. I, I don't think she has the athlete. She's in her mid-30s now. She's like 33 years old, Schwan. If they haven't got, improved their, her striking yet, they're not going to do it. I mean, that's that's uh, that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I mean, she was she was better than I thought she'd be. I thought she'd get knocked out fairly early, uh, so she did better. She she did better than I thought she was, but I think that's because McKenzie's so raw, striking herself. It's, it's because she, McKenzie <laughs> throws hard, and she can she can she could hurt her. She did a few times, but she doesn't know how to finish a fight that way. Okay, and that's one of the things that Perillo has to work on with her. I, he kept telling her, open your eyes, open your eyes. That means that she's throwing hard, but she doesn't know where the hell she's throwing. Because she's got her eyes closed. So, yeah, I mean, that that all takes time. The, but you're right yeah, about exactly. that. Exactly. hasn't made those leaps forward already or taken those she, steps. She won't do it. It won't happen. It's a, it's a coaching. But then again, like you said, if she's that, if she's at that age, what's, it, what's the point of her going over and starting a new camp, spending more money, moving away? to lightly not get the results she wants. We've talked about this anyway. In Brazil, that doesn't really happen unless you're in one of the big cities like uh, Rio de Janeiro or Sao Paulo, and she isn't in one of those cities. She's in a smaller town, and she's working, she's training at her hometown camp, and there's no way she's leaving. Okay? It's just not happening. Uh, well, she, has to, she has to live in the community. That's why. At this point, I don't know that it would benefit her to really leave anyways. I don't know how much money you'd be in for. I know it costs her a lot of money. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's go on to the other fight, which, uh, uh, okay, what it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. That's strawweight. Angela Hill tested positive for COVID-19, so they brought in um, – uh, Sam Hughes. Sam Hughes is uh, from Everett, Washington. She trains at um, Catalyst Fight House with Eddie Grant. I watched her um, a couple of her LFA fights on uh, UFC Fight Pass, and I, I what I expected was pretty much what I saw in the first round. But I didn't think Tisha would get a finish, only because Tisha doesn't finish. Okay, but what happened was. Um, uh, uh, a head kick uh, with a, uh, after a head kick, uh, Sam suffered an eye injury, the blood in her eye, she couldn't see out of it. So between rounds, the doctor stopped the fight and Tisha got a TKO. Um, I thought Tisha looked very good in this fight. It does not make me think that she can beat anybody who's really good. Okay? Well, it's a, 
You, ha- you have to consider who she was fighting. But that's that's the same thing I always talk about when we talk about Ashley Yoder or John DeRoba and we talk about they, they can only go so far. The fact of the matter is they've got this cycle of girls coming in who don't have any experience. They don't know what it's like to face someone who's their physical equal nine times out of ten. They used to be on, uh, Sam Hughes was used to imposing her pace and her will and her physicality on somebody. That was never going to work with Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres is fighting girls who are fight, was fighting girls who were 20, 15, 20 pounds heavier than her three or four years ago. She's not, you're, unless you're a certain kind of athlete, you're not going to physically impose yourself on her. So now that you don't have an ability to impose your will on her and dictate and push her up against the cage and back her up, now it comes down to skills. Hughes isn't a great wrestler. Hughes is a hard striker, but she's not a very good one. And mm. she just got exposed. I, I don't. I, I think she did have an injury to her eye, but I think if she, she could go back in time, she wouldn't say anything. I think it was a lack of experience and not, not being used to being hit like that and well, not being used to not she, being able to build any momentum. I think she, she panicked. She couldn't see out of the eye. I, I understand that, but lots of fighters get in that situation, oh, and they're like, wow. the thing. I'm going to push through it. I think she panicked. I think she wasn't used to it. It really When's the last time Torres has stopped anybody? She so doesn't. Know. But the point, the point <laughs> is, the point is, it was better to stop the fight than have her go out there and get knocked out. Because that's, that's what was going to happen. That's perfectly fine. But first of all, if you feel like you're a fighter can't see, and me as the camp, the corner, I'll stop the fight on their behalf. I'm not letting them stop the fight. I'll just say the fight's over. And secondly... I still believe that I still believe that she could go back in time. She'd be like, you know what? I should have just went for it. I'm not saying it's not the safe, safer route, but she she faced basically faced the fighter. She couldn't build momentum against. She had no tools for, and she got frustrated and she panicked. Her team, I hope her team lost and says we need to go back to the drawing board because she's no longer going to be able to get by on pace, athleticism, physicality. Those days uh, are gone. That's pretty- listen, Chuan, Chuan. I watched her other fights. She's not good enough. She may not be, but even if she's not, I'm just telling you, if, she, if she's going to carry on in this career, she needs to go back to the drawing board and redefine her game and clean some things up. Basically, this is she, she's a lesser version of Brittany Van Buren. She's not a big or strong enough athlete to, do, to fight the way she fights right now. That works on regional circuits. She's going to have to get wow. dramatically better. You, you know who she reminds me of? You know who she reminds me of? Remember Jocelyn Leibarger? Oh, yeah. All right? Yeah. What happened didn't, when she lost three fights in the UFC? She retired. That's true, but she didn't get stopped by Tisha Torres, though. No, she didn't, but she got stopped by <laughs> worst fighters. <laughs> I, so, I'm just saying, if she's if she's going to continue fighting, I'm saying what she needs to do to survive. That I, uh, She might not. She might not be good enough. But if yeah. she's going to continue, she needs to take these steps. She needs to work on her entries. She needs to work on her defense. And she needs to work on some way of setting up takedowns where her physical tools can be a factor because she just can't bully anybody at this level. She goes back to regional. She can't at this level. She ain't bullying nobody. So let's go back to Tisha for a second, because what we always see when in this type of situation is people overreact. Okay. I, I still don't believe she can be the top fight. Okay. No. This didn't convince me of that. And so you got no. people, she, oh, I want to fight a contender. Oh, I want to fight this. I want to do that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a break. And, and she's not good enough to beat a lot of these fights. I would not be surprised if they rematch her with Angela Hill. Okay? Because yeah. that's probably around the level where she should be. Uh, yeah. Just, it's, but when you start putting two and three wins together, then you, you automatically get pushed up. It's just going to happen. Yeah, but she's going to lose. But anyway, 
that's about it. Okay, like uh, I, I just want to make sure we understand. Okay, she's still to me not a contender. Well, we, I when I, and I know you felt that way, but I said that last week. I'm like, her beating Sam Hughes does not prove anything. This is a smaller, weaker, less athletic version of Brittany Van Buren, who is also not a top fighter. So this is something that this is where experience and skill is going to be the determining factor because she's facing a person with so little experience and who, who's, who, whose team hasn't developed her skill. This is like the easiest fight possible for Torres. Okay, let's go on to uh, this Saturday's UFC show. Okay, the first fight that we have is at flyweight. It is um, uh, Jillian Robertson versus uh, Taylor Santos. And the way this was put together is uh, Jillian was supposed to fight um, uh, Andrea Lee last week, and Andrea Lee suffered a broken nose in training. Uh, Taylor was supposed to fight Montana De La Rosa a couple of weeks ago. Montana tested positive for um, um, uh, COVID-19, and so they just rebooked them for this Saturday. And... uh, I think it's a tougher fight for Jillian. Uh, we all know yeah. what Jillian is. Jillian is uh, from uh, Niagara Falls, Canada. She trains with uh, Dean Thomas in Florida. Uh, for what I understand, they live across the street from each other. <laughs> and uh, she's primarily a wrestler. She tries to get to the ground as quickly as possible. Taylor Santos is from Brazil. She was in the Brazilian Contender Series. Uh, she won her last fight in the UFC. Um, uh, she's basically, um, she beat, uh, uh, what's this? Molly McCann. And so that doesn't really tell me much about Taylor. So we need to, she's kind of unproven. And I'd like to see how she does with a wrestler like uh, Jillian anyway. She could be better than we think because we're not really sure about yeah, um, I personally think I've, I've seen I've watched a couple I've watched her two fights in the UFC. Um, she's going to give Jillian problems because Jillian has, isn't comfortable enough in her stand up. She likes to just shoot for takedowns or rush in to get takedowns. When she's had to be a long range, she has problems. When she gets into the mid, middle range of the boxing range, she has problems. Once she gets inside where you're clinching or you're wrestling, she can get body locks. She can work trips. She can find some way to drag you to the ground. But it's like getting into that spot that she needs which is hard. I mean, she has double legs, single legs, but once again, it becomes harder because facing a decent striker, you got to get through their hands and you've at least got to get to a range where you can shoot cleanly against Santos. Santos isn't a great athlete, but she's pretty good. She's pretty big and she's very physical and she's actually a pretty competent striker. Her first fight, she was nervous. She got taken down left and right. And I know Molly McCann is nobody's wrestler, but Molly McCann is a competent striker and she's much better than Gillian. So I don't know how Gillian's going to get to the spot she needs to get her to the ground. It, it's actually we don't not so know. bad for Yeah, but we don't know about Taylor's ground uh, game yet. She really hasn't been on the ground yet at the UFC. Um, so, well, I mean, who she, knows? Barilla she might be, quite a, Well, I don't know, Sean. She might be good at it. Who the hell knows? Well, if I'm her, I'm, I'm just working the takedown defense and I'm chopping, chopping Robertson up. I mean, when Robertson won her last fight, she fought a girl with no ground skills, and that girl was beating the hell out of her in the first round. And the only reason she got that takedown is because the fighter basically rushed in on her. I mean, she didn't use a jab. She didn't leg kick. She didn't use teep. She didn't use front kicks. She just basically rushed in and served herself up to be taken down. I don't think Santos is that kind of fighter. She seems, not, from her first fight to her second fight, she seems night and day 
Now, she's very aggressive, but she falls behind a one, too. She attacks the legs. She attacks the body. There'll be more opportunity to take her down because she's so free with her strikes, but it's going to be harder to take her down because she's not going to accept. She's not going to accept the takedown. She'll frame out and knee you. She'll punish you with knees. She'll close the distance with knees. And I don't know how Jillian's going to respond to someone who's not afraid to open up on her. You know, well, it, that's really that's the, that's like I said. I don't think it's uh, at least a fight for either of them. Like I don't think it's an easy fight for either of them. Hey, I don't think that's an easy it's an easy fight for either of them. No, it's not. Jillian has more to lose in this. I mean, Talia is fairly unknown. And people, are, people have been talking about Jillian as a potential contender for years. She's just never been able to get over the hump. She's never developed her, her defensive striking enough. And I, I, once, again, once again, she didn't have to use it against Courtney Casey. In their, in their other fight, she, did, she didn't really look great on the feet at all, to be quite honest. So, she got clobbered by Macy Barber. Yeah, and until, until she gets that striking where she's at least competent defensively, where she can slip a strike and get to, the, get to her positions or faint enough to create openings – She's going to keep running into the same issue, especially against big, strong, athletic girls. And this is yet another big, strong, athletic girl with a mean streak. I mean, she I know Molly McCann isn't great, but Molly McCann is tough. And she put a beating on Molly McCann. And against Barella, that third round, she came on. She was beating the hell out of her. So if, if Jillian can't get to her spots, it's going to be tough. So I, I, I hope she's worked on her striking because I don't think just shooting for takedowns and clinches is going to get it. Not against this girl. Okay, the other fight on this uh, show is at uh, Bantamweight. It is Patty Kianzad versus um, uh, who the hell? Is it? Uh, um, Sajara Eubanks. Sajara Eubanks, that's right. Okay, so Penny is from Denmark. She trains in Sweden. Uh, when she first started out in Europe, she looked like she was unbeatable. But uh, what I've seen from her in the U.S. when she's fought in Victor and also in UFC is that she's good enough to beat a certain level of fighter. But once you get above that level, she's going to have big problems. Okay. Yes. And um, Sajara is probably at a level where Penny should be able to beat. Yeah. Sajara uh, um, was a tough 26. She wanted to be a flyweight because as a flyweight she has a definite size advantage over the flyweight. The problem was weight class. Well she couldn't make weight. So she ended up being a bantamweight and as a bantamweight she's not really a UFC caliber fighter. Now the only thing is she's now training with Mark Henry in Philadelphia and that means that she's working on her ground game with Claudia Gadelia. And Claudia has really helped her. So she, looked, she, she actually looked pretty good on the ground last time. And uh, I credit a lot of that to Claudia. Who the hell's training her over there? But Claudia. Claudia's a BJJ. We could say a lot about Claudia that we don't like, but there's no question that she's a BJJ whiz. So uh, I'm pretty sure that's who helped, who is helping uh, Sajara with her, with her ground game. So I see Panny winning this fight. Yeah, um, Panny to me is a fairly she's she's a fairly meat and potatoes fighter. Striking is fairly straight ahead and straightforward. Her wrestling is, her grappling is. What what helps her is she's big for the weight class. She's pretty well conditioned, and she's when she if she gets you going backwards, she basically can dictate the fight because most girls aren't explosive enough to get away from her. They're not 
defensively sound enough to get away from her and they don't hit hard enough to back her off. So what she's going to do against Sajara, and it, I feel bad for Sajara because Sajara has basically fought the same style or physical tools of opponent, just, just different levels. Uh, she fought the Panda. She fought, uh, who was it, Vera. And now she's fighting Panny. And they're all basically versions of each other. Panny Kanzet being the least athletic version of them. But once again, it's going to be a matter of if she pushes the pace, Sajara's going to fade. Sajara hits, is a good body puncher. She's, she's gotten a little bit better as a counter puncher. And her grappling, her wrestling has gotten better. But if you force her to have to take you down again and again or fight for takedowns, her cardio won't hold up. When she fought the Raging Panda, the Raging Panda accepted it and tried to submit her from the ground. Let's well, can, can we call her by her real name? It's Julia Avila. My apologies. I like the Raging Panda. Sorry. I, I, I like the name, too. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Avila accepted. Avila was trying to sweep her and look for submissions, and Sajar has developed to the point where that's not going to work. When she fought Vera, Vera was fighting off takedowns. Vera was trying to get her own takedowns. Vera was scrambling back up in any 50-50 position. She's just making her work, and Sajar well, didn't have the extra – have the extra gas to compete. That's all Penny has. Caitlin Vieira is probably the best of those three fighters. Oh, yeah, she she is, but they all present the same problem to Sajara at different rates. They're bigger, they're stronger, and they're in better shape. Well, that's why she wanted to fight at Flyways. Yeah, I mean, the weight class is as As a bantamweight, she's really not a UFC caliber fighter. I didn't think she was any good when she was in victim. So... The, the fortunate thing is she's training with Claudia now, and Claudia may actually help her. She's helped her already. Yeah, I mean, helping, the, helping working with Claudia is, is perfect, but the, the thing, the only reason it, the only thing that's going to hinder her is the fact that at this weight class, she doesn't really have power, and she also yeah. does not have a gas tank. So if you can't hurt somebody, and you can't keep up with their pace, how do you beat them? No matter how good you are, how do you beat them? Yeah, it's a big problem. Okay. I mean, so. Now, I want to talk briefly about um, the Bellator match last week. Um, Juliana Velasquez beat uh, Ilanime McFarlane uh, by a unanimous decision. I did not see the fight because, like I told you, we don't get Bellator up there anymore. CBS Sports Network is not on TV in Canada. I could not find a street. An illegal scheme to watch it. They, they want you to register for something with all kinds of spam, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but uh, you obviously watched it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it went the way the way I felt. Skill. She's actually uh, she's skilled. She's she's tough. She's well conditioned. But I feel like a lot of the fights she's had in Bellator were fights where she had clear advantages over the fighter. She was either a better striker, better grappler, better wrestler, better striker just physically more dominating. I feel like every fight she had, there was a clear path to victory with her. When she fought uh, Juliana, there wasn't a clear path. She's bigger, so she she's bigger, she's stronger, she's just good an athlete, and she's more durable. And even though we haven't seen the full array of her skills, we know that she's a good enough grappler, that people aren't trying to chase takedowns and force takedowns on her. And we all know that she's a good enough striker, where even some of the better strikers in the division have been unwilling or unable to stay in front of her for three rounds. So I didn't see a path for McFarland to win this fight outside of just pushing a pace and hoping that she faded or hoping that she made a mistake. But McFarland was so intimidated by the physicality and the power that she never really was willing to take chances. She was kind of fighting a safety first fight. 
and that's why the fight wasn't very eventful early on. It heated up later on, but to me, McFarlane never sold out to win the fight. She did enough to be competitive. She did enough to put give herself chances, but she never went for the chances, as you like to say. She never she, – it's clear on behind. Are you going to go for a finish because you need one, or are you just going to go through the motions and, and finish out the round? And that's how I felt. I felt it's, unusual, never, is, it's unusual for a champion to do that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah it is. But, I mean, especially McFarlane. McFarlane has been known as a finisher and this active, punishing fighter – but it's different when you're facing somebody who you don't see a clear path to victory against. Well, it makes me wonder if she could get back up there before. Because once once somebody has failed like that, and, and it was a clear failure on her part, not necessarily that Juliana was all that great, but, but a clear failure on her part, um, it makes me wonder if she could get back to that. She was the to not be champion. To me, that's not a good sign either. Yeah, I agree. You know, that. will they get a rematch? I'm like, for her to have a rematch, she'd need to change a lot of things, her mentality, and she'd have to raise up the level of her skill set. I don't know that that's going to happen in six months. I don't know that's going to happen in a year. Juliana has basically every kind of advantage you need to win a fight over her. And even, even when McFarlane was doing well, she wasn't ever winning. She'd land a couple shots, but she was never winning. She'd get in certain positions, but she was never dominating. So when the fight's been won from round one to round five by the other person, that means the person who lost has a lot of work to do. And I don't know that she can make those repairs. I don't know that she wants to make them right away. I think she's going to take some time off and reconsider. You know, maybe she'll let... Do you, think, do you think maybe she'll uh, switch camps or something like that? Because she's trained it a long, for a long time at, um, uh, with Manny Hernandez. Well, now, I mean, uh, that's her planet in San Diego. So, I mean, Liz Carmouche also. Yeah, her teammates there, too. So now she's in the running for a title shot at some point. But um, I don't know that she'll leave because when you have that kind of success and it's not like she lost to a person who was on her level or worse than her. She lost to a person who basically outclassed her in every every area of the fight. That's the fight you're supposed to lose, to be quite honest. So I don't I don't know that she leaves because it'd be starting all over. And I don't know if she's at the point where right now where she wants to start over and be around unfamiliar people and take those kind of chances. There's another side to that. another side to that. Maybe uh, it's time to move on. It might okay. be, but, but you, they're still human beings and comfort matters a lot to human beings. I mean, Holly Holm well, probably could move know, from Jackson. You know, there's, a, there's another, there's, it depends if she wants to move to another city or something like that. And she doesn't have to because we all know that, also in San Diego is Alliance and Eric Del Fiero. So she could just go over there. I, I, don't, I don't know if his style works for her, though. I mean, I don't know. You see, you see what Angela Hill does. You saw what Jessica Panay used to do, and it's like cats and Ghana. Uh, I don't know, man. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Okay. So yesterday, Dana White did an interview with BT Sport in England, and he said, that <laughs> it's making me laugh. That Rose Namahunas doesn't want a title fight with Zhang Yale. So five minutes later, Ariel Halwani talked to Pat Berry, who of course is Rose Namahunas's um, fiance. And Pat Berry said that's not true, basically. So what they what we're so I, I I said to you okay, what's going on here? And then five minutes later, I saw what Pat Berry said. And he, oh, I see. They're talking money. <laughs> so 
it, it was just gamesmanship, right? So yeah. I think we're going to see that fight. Because he's like, oh, I'm going to give it to Carlos. <laughs> so they're talking money. So uh, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll, eventually they'll figure it out. They'll figure out, okay. Because that White always does stuff like that. I really wish he wouldn't, but he did it. And it's obvious now to me. Once I heard from Pat Barry, okay, they're talking money. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, um, I don't know. He always does stuff like this. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that they were really in negotiations as far as any of that stuff. Oh, goes. they've been negotiating. They've been negotiating for a while now. And it's really that, that, what, it was. what was what was delaying this is that uh, uh, Zhang Rayleigh she had some surgery of some sort. Okay, so uh, they were just waiting on her to be ready to go, and now they want to put the fight together, and, and you know. The thing that made me wonder, okay, he said Carlos Barza. Has Joanna retired yet? Um, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything coming out of her, to be honest. Yeah, so that's, that's what made me laugh. And so I'm going, what the hell's going on here? And so then Pat Berry comes. Obviously, once he said that, it's funny. There's no question about that. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's going to get resolved because, I mean, they, they have few, very few few familiar faces or names that will get a reaction from the casuals. Rose Namunis is one of them. So they're going to probably come to some kind of, you know, uh, meeting of the minds because they, they want a big fight for her and they want a fight that'll help propel her if she wins to possibly be challenging Valentina. The only person who'll help her do that right now is Rose. Yeah. Uh, the other possibility is Amanda Rebus, but she's not having much luck with opponents lately. Yeah. Okay. Not. I don't think Rebus is the move right now. I mean, Rebus would be a good fight, but if I'm if I'm Wiley, I, I want she Rose. eventually will make it. Yeah, but I don't think Wiley wants to be around there when she does. I think she wants to fight someone like Rose. Win well, and- no, and, and not only that, not yeah. only that. Uh, the other thing that White is threatening to do is have uh, Zhang Zhang Wiley face Valentina Shevchenko because that's a fight that Bailey really wants it. He wants that fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it is. I mean, to be, I mean, I would like to see her fight Rose and then go for that fight because then it would be Andrade, yeah. Joanne, Rose. So you did the, you did, you beat the three queens of the division, all of the champions, people who are champions yeah. in the division, and that would kind of give her momentum going into Valentina. There's a storyline there now because Valentina trained with Rose, blah blah blah, blah whatever. But if she can't, I, I'd, I'd rather her face Rose than Valentina if I could, to be quite honest. Okay, I also want to mention this weekend, this Saturday, there's a Deep Jewel show in Japan. Uh, so on my podcast uh, on Tuesday, uh, I will be discussing that show with my uh, pal Charlie, who lives in Japan. I'm not sure if he's going to the show, but uh, for sure he'll be watching it. It's only available on pay-per-view in Japan. So uh, we didn't get to see it anyway. If for some reason, they haven't gotten Fight TV to carry it yet, so you can't watch it. I would actually uh, buy that on Fight TV if it was available just so I could see it. But I'm going to be talking to him about that show. Uh, anything else, Sean, you want to talk about? No, sir. Covered it all. Okay. This fight this uh, Saturday is the final fight of the year for the UFC. And uh, the next fight is going to be – next show is going to be January 16th. So we've got quite a bit of a break. Um, uh, we'll have to discuss if we want to uh, 
going to do in the meantime. You know, I, you know my other podcasts, I can still uh, have WWE to cover, and so uh, continue that. But I think what we want to do is uh, maybe if you want to do uh, you know, your end type of show or something like that. But I think we'll probably take a little bit of a break because I won't okay. have to cover anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, if you uh, want to check out my blog, it's frankb316.blogspot.com. Those uh, fight videos are up on the blog now. Uh, check out my other podcast, uh, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. Did one on Tuesday. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or either of my podcast, you can leave them at Andrew's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can uh, do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. Talk to you later.